this week, we're talking about Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, and you should be playing, unless you're like, wow, like Mitch. I'm Jason. I'm Mitch. I'm Tim. Wow sucks. So we skipped an episode last week because it would it have been better to talk about my our new favorite game expansion, Shadowbringers for Final Fantasy fourteen. What did you think, Tim? Well, it turns out that I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy games. This is the thing that I've reiterate i've learned and been able to reiterate to myself over and over again and this one essentially like i i almost treat shadowbringers like the story the main story quest as like it's just another final fantasy game that got released because it's like it's that it's that good in terms of like what the story they created like for being for being a mmo like they didn't slouch on any story i don't think I think the the gameplay that the the new gameplay that they added to each dungeon, there's just enough new content and just enough old old warm blanket stuff that makes it not diff not like ridiculously difficult to get through the main story, but also like challenging and fun. Then you get your payoffs of like, wow, cool main story stuff. I think there's, I think there's a lot to it. Um so I didn't blow through the story. I, I um I did everything I did in between. So I I did the new fate system. I I have I three of the zones unlocked. So what they did was with the new fate system is they did this thing called shared fates, and each zone has a rank that you can get to. And I think the highest rank you can get to right now is rank three. So I did that for three zones, um, probably before level seventy six, uh, just cause. And most of the stuff it seems you can get, and I haven't looked at the whole list now, is all cosmetic stuff and crafting material things if you have crafters. Um, and also mount speed. So if you, with the shared fates, if you get like rank two per zone that you can buy mount speed upgrades. And then it also applies to flying. And by the way, I think it's awesome that I just have to get some aether currents and do some quests to get flying. That's one thing I hate about the new World of Warcraft. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to explore the zone. Oh, fuck that. When you have, like, TDS-ass world quests and shit like that, I want to be able to fly. And Final Fantasy has those things. The TDS-ass world quests are fates. And then, you know, the dailies are hunts, so you can get your marks. Yeah, I think WoW needs to abandon that. Uh, maybe you disagree with him, Mitch, but I, the fact that I can fly from the expansion get-go is a big seller to me. What do you think about that, Mitch? I disagree. Um, but I also think that the system in which final fantasies game progresses is a lot different um especially with like having i've always played on a pvp server and i've always played with war mode on uh for world of warcraft and the big like point to that is that you need people running around the zone and there really isn't world pvp in final fantasy so um there like there isn't a downside to getting flying right away but there is 
in WoW because that takes away from the people that you see, and see, that takes away uh, yeah, from yeah. That's the you and I have a major disagreement because I think the only good PvP in WoW is the actual like battlegrounds in the arenas. Like the world PvP to me is kind of trash. It's just Zerg upon Zerg. So like to me, it's just like I'd rather just fly media, especially after I pay my sixty dollars for the expansion plus. See, it's sort of interesting though because you don't. I wouldn't even characterize it as you get flying right away. Like you don't have no, to do but I can, grindy I don't, stuff to get flying. But you, uh, you can only start now getting the achievement. And wow, after a year, after a year and some, how long has it been out? When did it come out? August of last year. Yeah. So basically, a year, almost a year later, you can oh, now, wow. now start okay. getting, start doing the achievement grind to get flying. Okay, so the possibility of flying is available about. immediately. Is what you mean? Immediately. Yeah. All I got to do is, is put true. the time in to find the Aether Currents and do the quests. Yeah, I do. I do think they do a good job of the like, I actually I like I like the Aether Current system in that it does make me explore the zone because I have to go and find all the Aether Currents. And it also locks the progression of that behind you completing the important main story quest for that zone, which is great. But also just saying like. God, I hate hunting for Aether Currents. It's so tedious. I'd rather do that than wait a year to fly, but I, well, I, see, sure. Mitch, I see Mitch's point, but World PvP to me has never been really that fun. And I, I guess I don't see that as a reason why you shouldn't be able to fly. And because I think it's core I think the game's core design is designed around the daily rep grind from the world quests and the um, artifact power and stuff like that. And to me, running and having to deal with obstacles for that is just super annoying. Yeah, make- but like it, it's annoying in that you actually have to think about what you're doing and not just, oh, I need to go over here, get on my mount, fly up, I- ignore all I the th- obstacles I th- I and think, challenging I think the way. About how and- annoying it is! I have to get to the grind. That's the thing. I'd rather just get to the grind because it's all 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 it is 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 still bad game design. And I'm not, I'm not praising Final Fantasy as it's good game design. It's still that MMO grindy garbage. But at least I can get to my grindy garbage quicker. Does that make sense? So. I would argue that in so in Final Fantasy it works and wow it it does not and and we know that it does not because there have been expansions where you could get flying right away and those expansions didn't do well like in I think it was Cataclysm you were able to get flying um right out the get go and the world felt empty and that doesn't feel good and they didn't feel empty in Burning Crusade when you can get flying right when you got to level 70 if you could afford it yeah, but flying was also new, and PvP was still thing a thing then too. Yeah, but so but there's a big difference there, right? Is that like flying was was brand new, and yes, you could get flying right away, I'd, but there was still I'd a say, little bit of. I'd say sharding killed PvP more than it did flying did, honestly, dude. Oh yeah, I 100 percent agree with you there. So, I, I'm not saying that there's Final Fantasy doesn't have sharding. other problems. They only yeah, have but, it for like dungeons. Right, but Final Fantasy also doesn't have world PvP. So even if it did have no, sharding, but I, it wouldn't I'm, matter. I'm 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 refuting your argument because of sharding. I'd say sharding is more of a problem than flying, and I'm I'd, not, I'd rather I'm not I'd rather have flying is flying the only problem. Than, yeah. So my point is though is that if you're going to get to your grindy bullshit, and I've already paid a shit ton of money, I should be able to have my flying. That's my point. Eh, I disagree, but that's okay. That's fine. So I do I like, like to fly. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I found I found a fire horse today. Where that's called Atheon. From where? or not today? The other day from Heaven on High, because I was grinding up a uh, a alt class. 
Where do you get that? From the Heaven on High dungeon from, where you can from just the, stuff up. The, from the Accursed Horde? Yeah. No shit? Yeah, so I got, like, a mount, and it looks sweet as hell. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you can get good drops like that. I always thought it was just, like, I always get, like, a, a, a thing that, a rock that gives me, like, 100 guild, or, yeah, 100 gil. It's a picture of it that our viewers aren't going to, our listeners aren't going to be able to see. But we'll fix that one day. One day. Yeah, it's super sweet. And, like, I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. I know that's like a that's a feature from the last expansion, but you know I've been only playing main story quests. That's the other thing that's sort of interesting. Now that I'm actually caught up on the content, I'm going back and finding all that stuff that I skipped before, and being like, oh, there's these little quests that I can unlock. Oh, there's this little like flavor quest that is now like kind of fun to review now that. I don't feel like I don't have anything unlocked because my friends are way ahead in the story quest and all that kind of stuff. So, well, you know what's interesting sweet. without without spoiling things too much. Uh, part of the Shadowbringers plot is attached to a side story. Part of it, very small part of it, is attached to a side story that was not a part of the main story quest. Yep. So, um, that's pretty neat, but. Um, can't get into that so the, and i think uh, you you don't need that in order to enjoy the main story it just no. kind of gives that extra flavor it's kind of like the oh wow i know that um so i i dived pretty hard so i don't want to spoil the story yet because we'll maybe we'll do another podcast for that once mitch is caught up but um i've done both of the of the raids that we have or the bosses that we have right now I, the only raiding in the game right now are the ex trials and they're pretty hard um, some of them, some one's easier than the other. Uh, Titania is very, um, that's the one I've cleared the most, um, as a tank, I can tell you right now, it's got one of the most lethal tank busters that I've seen in a long time. I basically have to invulnerability through it with my uh, living dead. It's insane and scary at the same time, but super fun. Uh, my guild and I ran it over the weekend. We, we got it down to farms. We got down four. I just need one more clear and I can get my weapon. Um, that's another thing too. Um, Final Fantasy has been doing this for a long time, and I don't know if Mitch will disagree with me on this, but the fact that I get a token every time, or I, I can I get my poetics or whatever, so I can get my gear versus having to run dungeons a million times over to get um, a higher roll or whatever. I I do not like that system after having experienced it again in Final Fantasy, where I get tokens and just buy my gear. Like I do not like the, the stupid ass Titan Titan forging. And back when Asmund Gold and all those people were like complaining about it i was like yeah yeah whatever and then i started i started gearing up and reading again in final fantasy i'm like okay he's fucking right he's fucking right i don't know what do you think mitch yeah I, no one likes titan forging it's bullshit yeah but the fact that i actually still get something from even if my because here's what happens when you do an ex so one every time uh at least it's been since um since heaven's word i believe the first two trials will have your the best weapon you can get at the time and your best uh, and your best second ring accessory, I think it is. And each time only one thing drops, but everybody gets a token. So even though my Dark Knight weapon didn't drop, I got four tokens. And then once I think it's five, it could have been 10. I don't remember. Even if it's 10, no big deal. I can still get my weapon, but someone still gets a drop during the fight. And then a, a mount drops too. So the mount, the dragon mount from Titania did drop and somebody else won it. But and apparently, I didn't know this, 
Because Final Fantasy is such a is a big game, like most MMOs. But whenever you wear a mount that comes from an EX trial, and you have the music turned on, it plays the music from that EX trial. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all the dungeons are dope. Even the uh, I the mechanics in them. Uh, I like the new ones that they they did. The I, I, you kind of saw this in Stormblood when the Stormblood patches with the the circle deal where you'll see like a, a like a, a circle a circular or counter circular pattern on the on the monster getting, telling you you're basically gonna have to start running around it. Um, all all people doing so. Um, the combat changes to the the two classes I played are amazing. Uh, Machinist and Dark Knight are awesome. Uh, trying to think of things. Machinist was completely reworked, right? They literally turned it into a cosplay of Edgar from Final Fantasy VI. It's awesome. It oh. has all of his signature abilities. It has drill. It has um, bio blaster, flamethrower, auto crossbow, uh, air air hook blaster, or something like that. And you get a mech. You fucking spawn a mech. So, but talk about that to me a little bit because I never, I didn't play Machinist at all. So, okay. what was he before, and what it, what is he now? Uh, he was a dude with a gun that had um, little turret pets, basically, and you had a a gauge system where you um, basically reloaded ammo. You could always shoot things, but if you had your ammo gauge up, it did extra damage, and it was pretty boring as a class. And now it's been fleshed the fuck out. How about that? They don't have the bullet thing anymore. They just have pretty the sweet. heat. They have the heat gauge and another gauge for the mech. And you basically swap between uh, basically the heat and mech. Uh, you probably don't want them up at the same time so you could balance out your DPS. And then they have, an, uh, they have a cooldown that gives you a guaranteed critical. And so you want to use that with drill or the air hook because it's, it's like a 700 potency skill. does massive damage if you use the critical. It's pretty sweet. And with Dark Knight, they, they pruned some of the combo abilities that no one used and brought in some abilities from the old games like one of them is called like flood of darkness which is basically from final fantasy 4 it's pretty sweet um they gave us an, an aoe combo they really actually you'll notice this too once you guys get up they really beefed up the aoe for all classes like all classes got aoe beefed up pretty hardcore i'd say yeah like for my for my dragoon before i i would like if there is someone pull do what they do in dungeons, they pull like a huge mob. I would run out of TP before. Now yeah. since they removed that from the game, I thought they were going to make those abilities use MP. They just don't. They just have cooldowns. They don't. Yeah, it depends on your class. Just, they're just on the the global cooldown now. Yeah, so mages, I can just mages AOE forever. Yeah, mages, healers, and tanks use MP basically now. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird to have a gauge for my Dragoon that has MP, even though there's there's literally nothing on my bar that uses it. Do you have a new mechanic, though, that you have to follow? Like Most I have of the, the mechanics have... for Dragoon are were pruned. They're actually okay. total. Well, everything is pruned and easier, so I would a, say. As a Dark Knight, I have two new gauges. Well, I have the Blood Gauge that came from Stormblood, and then I have the Dark Arts blade uh, gauge. It starts at 30 each time I use either Flood of Darkness or the other ability I can't think of. And I can have it at a max of 100 seconds. And I have to basically uh, keep that up as long as possible. So did they nice. add anything like that to Dragoon? 
I mean, the main thing that I've the main thing, and if I'm not noticing something that is entirely likely, um, the main thing I've noticed so far is they added an extra an extra thing to encourage you to do your positionals correctly. So if you you have like a combo that ends with two abilities that you have to either be behind the enemy or to their flank, and if you execute those correctly, then your next start of the combo does almost the same damage as like the middle of the combo. Okay, so that makes sense. So when we were doing Titania, we had our Dragoon place at the south of her because I was at the north. And the reason why we yeah. did that is because she spawns these these four puddles around her. Mm-hmm. Um and then two and then four other puddles on the outside of the arena. And so we positioned each class based on where they would need to. And apparently the Dragoon does best flank. So I didn't know I didn't know that the skills did that. So I've never played one. So Yeah. Um interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I'm really uh, really blown away by all the crap they put in. Uh, the lore of these side quests I think is pretty good. Most side quests I I've always said are kind of trash. Um, pretty. I mean, the general normal quests are pretty good. They added scaling in for those quests too. So if you want to alt level, you can just they just scale up to your level, which is sweet. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so the side quests, that is probably one of my favorite additions is the fact that the sky, the side quests are level synced. Um, because now I just got my alt class to level 70. Now I can just walk into the zone and just accept every quest, every side quest that's available. Yeah. And like the, the side quests give about half of the experience as one main story quest. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty good way to level an alt. Well, also with fates too, if you haven't done them, um, depending on the zone, you'll get double XP on some fates and sometimes a forlorn maiden will show up. If you kill the forlorn maiden, you get a buff and every fate in the zone gets like double XP. So be aware of that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Hunts are back. Those are good. Uh, Make sure you have those unlocked. Uh... Crafting apparently isn't really awesome. I'm not a crafter, but everyone's liking the changes that they made. Uh, one of the things I think Final Fantasy does well for their crafters is they let people sell previous glamours. Um, I know WoW has done that too, but I think actually Final Fantasy did it first back in A Realm Reborn before WoW did. Um, but that keeps that thing going. I don't know what changes they made though. I, I, I've been trying to level up a crafter. I'm doing fishing first. And then I'm, I'll move fishing, my way huh? up. Yeah, because apparently, if you you can you can now level up a crafter pretty quickly by doing guild leaves. Um, you've always happened to, but apparently they 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 lowered some of the experience. I don't know, but um, God, I, I I've been playing so much Final Fantasy. I'm trying to think of all the things I did or have done. Well, you tell me what you've done, Tim. What I think. Well. Basically, my main, I was, went straight through, went straight through the main story, and then I've been leveling up, leveling up in alt. That's my, that's my biggest thing, biggest things that I've done so far. Um, haven't done, haven't done the extreme trials yet, because I'm slow and haven't gotten my character at the right, at the right item level to even be able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. So, there is that. Um, I, I I'd say like 
I'd say overall, like, I think it's like the main the main story so far is really like the highlight of the game to me right now. Um, to like as the expansion opens, like until they add like the new the new ra- the new like big raids or whatever. I think that's the most definitely the most interesting interesting thing about the expansion. And I've been going back and <laughs> doing old uh, old Stormblood com content. All so the side quests in there. With, before I forget, uh, let me fucking music is a big thing for me. I really, I I'm a big music person. I, I I've been going to shows since I was a kid. Uh, the Masa Yoshi Soken has fucking outdid himself. The soundtrack for this this specific game is out fucking standing. It's pretty good. It's very good. It's really good. Um, like I I can't wait till it's released. I'm gonna I'll pay seventy dollars for it. That's how much they usually are when they come out. Um, and then it'll come out on Spotify. I'll go ah, but I own it. It's mine. So yeah, like I I don't I don't think I think this is the one he did almost by himself. So Nobu Yamatsu actually still worked on some tracks on Heaven Sword and Stormblood. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he's he is the the full blown sound director, so he, he was off to the races on his own on this one. Um, I mean, I'm sure he had you know other sound designers under him too, but it seemed like, seemingly seen he was the main guy, like the head guy on this, which is fucking sweet. Um, and it's very cool to see for me growing up with the uh, with the Square games. One of the best things about the SquareSoft games has always been the music, uh, whether that be from oh, Nobu Uematsu. Yeah. Or uh, Mitsuida, who did uh, Chrono Trigger and Xenogears. It's just nice to see the, like younger predecessors move in and take up that mantle and still keep that same um, feeling while also um, incorporating some new age stuff. Like, for example, um, in the, the twinning, um, that remix they did of the Alexander boss theme on the last boss there, that's got some very EDM style um roots to it on top of being you know in a fantasy game does that make sense yeah like that whole dungeon's fucking theme is just amazingly like fun and upbeat and like that's one of the things i like about final fantasy versus other mmos maybe with western mmos is that they're not afraid to have those giant awesome scores like wildstar did this very well actually like when you fought a when you fought a battle a fucking awesome theme kicked in while you're fighting a boss and that just like raised the stakes of the battle, even though you might be running that dungeon for like the eighth time that day, you know, it just <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny, like how this, how just final fantasy in general, it's always this mix of being overly serious about itself and also being overly like not taking itself seriously at all. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the, it's like, you can have that. And then, the quest right before it was like, uh, it's funny this dude drinks too much. It's like, yeah, he's he's like acting drunk and it's silly and they're making like little jokes in the quest. It's like a main story quest and stuff like that or an important side quest. So and then and you're like, oh, it's the final battle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, Wars, though, but, you know, but some of the things that Mitch didn't like about Realm of Born and Beyond about just some of the quest design 
even in the main story quest, they fucking knock themselves for some of those things they did. A couple times. They made fun of themselves about older quests. Like, if you respond to a certain character a certain way, he brings up an old quest that you had to do in A Realm Reborn, but saying it from his side of the story because his shard is different. <laughs> and you'd only get that if you do the dickhead dialogue, by the way. Like oh, I do. man, I shouldn't have done the nice guy dialogue. The, the, the like dickhead ever. dialogue is the best responses. But, but I'm uh, supposed to be the good guy. I'm supposed to be the hero, man. You can play whatever you want. I like playing but anti-heroes. I'm a hero. You can still be a hero and be an anti-hero. Those are my favorites. <laughs> the ones that are flawed. That's right. That was my favorites. Yeah. But uh, they knocked themselves for that. Uh, without saying too much, were you blown away by the final zone? I, I thought the final zone was really cool. Yeah, like, the like every everything about everything about the whole everything. Honestly, the entire story, even like before that, was like really cool. And I actually thought that the like right before the final zone, I'm like, how is this story gonna end? This is weird. And then it, and I was like, whoa, okay. Like they did a really. They just did a really they just did a really good job. I think it's drawing on just the just enough of like like utopia kind of like uh themes, like weird interesting interesting themes from like old old novels and like if you really paid paid attention to like the side quests that are in there to open your ether currents, like that's what really like made that zone cool. Yeah. I thought. Um, God, I'm trying. To, I don't want to spoil it for Mitch because I I think Mitch is actually going to like this one. I know I know he has his differences, but I really think because these are some really good zones. All of them are actually. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Mitch. So you've gotten through the first dungeon, right? Yes. What'd you think of oh. the first dungeon? How about that? Yeah. Uh, it was okay. What'd you think it of was, the music? It was a dungeon. I wasn't paying attention to the music. How dare you? <laughs> I mean it wasn't like crappy music. It didn't it didn't come off as bad or anything, but I I I wasn't uh specifically paying attention to it, I guess. What about the final boss music in that dungeon? I wasn't paying attention I to it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so that dungeon is probably one of my is one of my favorite ones because you go in there and like the two bosses of that dungeon are like, oh, it's the guy from the trailer. You know, the big sword angel dude. And then you're like, oh, now it's now it's the person that they kill. Like, uh, it's like a it's like a gut punch. That whole that whole zone. Did you know that? Did you? I don't know if you skipped the dialogue or not. Did you know that, Mitch? That it was the person that I killed yeah. from the yeah yeah I, okay, I did cool. yeah I got it I wasn't skipping dialogue this time now I that did. I'm actually caught up I can play the game instead of trying to rush through to get to the end. What do you mean now you can play the game? Um, trying to think of my favorite leveling dungeon. Uh, it's a toss up between the Ill Meg dungeon because it's it's like a fun Alice in Wonderland type deal, or Mount Glug. 
I think Mount Glug is the one I like the most of the leveling dungeons before before the 80 dungeons. Before 80? I mean, yeah. Mount Glug for sure. It was fucking dope. It's really good. Uh The Il Meg one was Il Meg one was pretty pretty freaking sweet too. Yeah. Like, it was I a nice I, it was a nice break, I think. Oh, let me talk about this because I I use this extensively. The new trust system that they added. Yeah. I really appreciated that. I know we talked about like what what it was and like the idea of it. And we were like all of us kind of had mixed reviews because we're like, hmm. Like not only like so the trust system for as a refresher allows you to essentially run dungeons with AI. Only story um, dungeons. Only story dungeons. So you can't do the eighty ones beside the one story eighty dungeon. Yep. And so for one, it allows you to never get stuck on the story because of high queue times for DPS. Yep. And two, like they could have just stopped it there and it could have just been like, oh, like you have some like your bros that are coming into your dungeon, but this is <laughs> but they didn't do that. They wanted to they actually created a story way for that to be relevant. So they had so you go in there with the characters that are have been interacting with the story up until that particular dungeon, which I thought was really which I thought was really cool. And also if you if you sit there and actually pay attention, like they're adding little flavor text of like things that happen. So like in that that part where you find the person who died, like uh so Alize has something to say about that. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, so it adds that extra flavor. And there was a couple, I think it was the trying to think which one there was a, there was a couple of them that I just, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go in here with, uh, I'm just going to go in here with the, uh, with the, with the scions because like, that'll just be really cool. I'm curious what they'll say when you go into it and added like, just made the story that much deeper which is really neat well even after that though too it, it can't be abused it can be abused up until level 80 so like i did a trick where i just ran malt glug with the uh trust system by the way it's not ideal uh there it the dps is super fucking slow as oh, a tank. there's there it takes so much longer yeah i would say the trust it takes you about a half an hour to but run through those versus like with people, it's going to be like 15 minutes if they all know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but after you beat the game, you can, the trust system resets and you have to level up the homies to yeah. do the other dungeons, but it's good for alting, believe it or not. So it's just another thing. If you really like doing that kind of stuff, cause it's, it mirrors the commander system from the grand companies. Are you going to run the, level, the old Realm Reborn dungeons, I believe? It's maybe some other ones? Yeah. But they're a lot smarter. So. Yeah, I guess in that in that squadron commander system, you also had the ability to like tell them what to do, which they've removed here, and basically just changed it so that the AI actually has like a script to follow. Yeah. Which sounds like it would be better to me, even though I didn't experience the other way, so I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good addition. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. You you don't you get less gear too, like way less gear. 
So it's you well, can't really abuse less it. gear drops, but it's all yeah. for you. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think like pets will drop in the trust system. And if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I because I, I I've never seen a one of the, like I got a I got the uh, a couple dogs from running it with people, and I, oh, really? I I I yeah I ran the trust system quite a bit. And I never saw one of those cosmetic things drop without people in there. I don't, but I could be wrong. You might be able to do it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty fucking dope. So the new things that are coming, though, that aren't spoilers, uh, Eden will drop next Tuesday to the 15th, the 16th. That's that's the raid, the first tier of the raid. Or the raid. Yep. Um, And raids are done differently in Final Fantasy XIV. They're always like eight man, nine man. I think it's eight. Yeah, four and four. Four DPS, two tanks, two two healers. So yeah, eight, they've had raids that are bigger than that, haven't they? Those are the alliance raids. What's the difference? Uh, the alliance raids, in my opinion, are used as catch-up gear. So mm-hmm. they usually they usually come a little later, and the gear is usually so you can run it with 20, I think it's like 20, 24-man people. Let me see here. It's it's three teams of eight. So yeah. 24. Um, yep. So it's three teams of eight, and that's usually just uh, it's usually catch up in like cosmetic gear like because uh, they did the return to Ivalice thing in Stormblood so I mean, you don't if you never played those games they just they had a lot of like you get like uh, Balthier's outfit and I think like Vaughn and a couple other people from Final Fantasy 12 and a couple Final Fantasy Tactics things so but the yeah the Alliance gear have their own story but they're usually catch up gear to get you and usually it comes up right before the second raid tier of the of the the main raid tier comes out usually if that makes sense mm, okay. and then there's always three tiers so like yeah and this raid Alliance raid is a near automata theme raid and it's actually written by Yoko Taro that's right are you pretty cool. excited about that. I am. I wish you fucks to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played like an hour of that game. I know Pretty Mitch good. finally got past the boss. Did you play any more of it? No, I don't know what you mean. I I I beat the boss, and so I beat the game. No, you that didn't. It was really good. It, <laughs> I mean, it's it was kind of you know uneventful for only an hour it's, worth of content for like a sixty dollar title. It's kind of a short game, right? Weird. But. uh no, I haven't played anymore. <laughs> uh, frustrating Jason so much. Nah, it's just, you know, we all Love got it. different tastes. Uh, near to me is a good, it's just like, uh, it's so good to me because it, it has so much philosophy and, and other things in it that I, that just appeal to me. So I, I want you guys to experience it. And it also, it's an action RPG, which I, I also love, but. You guys don't. You guys don't get it. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'll finish it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a square game, so we'll get there. And it's a Yoko Taro game too, so it's it it just deconstructs everything. Like Yoko Taro actually hates most of modern JRPGs, and he just destroys them in his writing. Like he, I'll, I'm gonna spoil this. So in in near, there's a there is a there is a quest where you basically murder a bunch of of things, 
And then the whole, and they basically berate you for being a murderer, but then they tell you that by being, but that fighting as an Android and killing is basically attuned to having an orgasm as a human. And he just, just deconstructs the whole fucking thing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And, and then later on, that actually goes into the plot where a certain character talks to the other character, 9S, saying how much she wants to kill to be, thus implying from that quest that killing means sexual attraction. Ooh. So, like, she's, like, down. She wants to bone. No, but you get what I'm going with that, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's, a, it's fucking awesome, you guys play, you fuckers. But, um... <laughs> The new raid is going to be about near, which is going to be sweet. The new uh, alliance near raid, themed, right? It's not yeah. about near. Uh, I mean, so like the the Final Fantasy Tactics raid basically brought Ivalis into the Final Fantasy fourteen world. Like it's actually a place. Oh, really? Okay. On in Final Fantasy fourteen's world now, like they even had Fran from Final Fantasy twelve. She exists in the world. And since I mean, we're pretty sweet, then. And since we're technically off-world, and since part of the story is about a se- uh, transcending time and space, I imagine we might just go to that world. That's might be my small prediction without spoiling too much, because I mean, if you played the end of the main story, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna spoil this part. It's not a spoiler because Mitch has already done it, but you in Stormblood or from Stormblood to Shadowbringers, you transcend time and space and go to another shard, a.k.a. another dimension, another world. So that's what this expansion is. Uh, So. I imagine that's probably what they'll do. I don't know. Um, I've had a lot of fun with the game. I haven't had as much fun with the expansion uh, since. Uh, Wrath of Lich King? <laughs> Probably. It's up there. Pretty good. Now I gotta see how the raid's gonna be, but I'm kinda hoping, so like, I raided a little bit in Stormblood. Um, I did the first tier of Alpha Escape, and I did, so I did Normal and Savage with a guild. And, and they basically did a different design. They basically just did a boss rush mode where you just you just fight the boss. You're not in a dungeon, you don't do any of that. It was kind of a cool concept. I think they were trying to play with, like, let's respect people's times and just get them to the boss. But at the same time, you, you kind of lose out on, like, the lore of the dungeon, stuff like that. Stuff that Mitch would probably like a lot. Um, I actually hope they go back to that. I hope they uh, Eden is an actual dungeon with trash and all that stuff before you fight the boss and that kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah. We can all do it together if Mitch gets to 80, if he still plays the game. I know he's been playing well. So it's like the difference you're talking about where like a raid normally is like just looks like a big, just looks like a bigger, longer dungeon with multiple parts or multiple dungeons. And it has like the little mobs you have to fight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like they changed so, they changed the one in stormblood to be just a bosh rush yeah but they put a lore around it though too so like you were inside omega and omega for people who don't know is a reoccurring boss in most of the single player final fantasy games and it's a robot thing um he's actually in final fantasy 15 as of the royal edition patch and he's an asshole of a fucking boss but 
the idea <laughs> was that um, the lore is Omega can transcend dimensions and space and worlds, and you were fighting bosses from the worlds that he visited. So when you were fighting a boss, it was like Omega was testing you and creating and creating the boss in the world, and that you were each one was themed. So like the first tier alpha scape or uh, delta scape was final fantasy five bosses and the final boss being the final boss of the game and the, here's what i like about how they do it so uh in world of warcraft you basically fight the same boss but harder mechanics there's not really a visual difference besides what what mechanics might be changed between mythic to normal and final fantasy and normal and savage there's massive changes, especially in design. So, like, when you fought X-Death in normal, if you know who X-Death is from Final Fantasy V, you fought his normal form. Um, in the Savage mode, you fight his normal phone form up into the middle, then you fight his final form from the actual game, which is this giant, massive, fucking scary thing. And then fight changes completely yeah, from there. Sweet. Yeah. So the savage modes do those things, and the, so this so in Delta Escape you were basically just like being tested. The the robot Omega, the AI Omega, was creating the the thing for you, and you were just fighting the bosses, and it was testing you. And then uh, Sigma Escape was all Final Fantasy VI related, which was awesome. You fought the fucking Doom Train, or not the Doom Train, the Phantom Train. Um, if you ever played that game, and so every time you go into that fucking map, everyone's like, "Let's do a suplex," because in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, you can, if you, you have Sabin in the party, he has a move called suplex and you can suplex the fucking train. It's really weird looking, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's, that, that's why they designed it that way. They, they probably came up with a design first. Like, let's do a, let's do a mode where everyone just faces bosses and we'll write the lore around it. And that's what they did. So that was the rating. Whereas the Alliance raid of that was the more traditional raid where you had three or four bosses in a row per tier and trash and all kinds of stuff, trash mechanics in a dungeon to go through. So um, my point is I hope it's, um, I hope Eden's that way. And I feel like I'm gushing a little bit, but Eden is a Final Fantasy VIII Guardian Force or Summon. There's been a lot of Final Fantasy VIII references in this game. The Gunbreaker... Although gun, they were already in the game. That is a Final Fantasy VIII reference. Um, I think there might be some 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 Balam Garden type lore uh, in Eden. Um, there is a boss in the third. So the Twinning is one of the eighty dungeons. The second dungeon, the name escapes me, has the first gf summon you get from eight as the as the as one of the bosses i think it's the final boss there's a lot of eight references oh, nice. there's a lot I, of eight references i've forgotten a lot of stuff from eight so i'm like missing oh dude a lot of that that's my superpower i'm my, my mind absorbs trash information <laughs> right so yeah. uh yeah there's a lot of eight themes and eden being eight theme as well there's probably going to be even more um so that'll be neat i'm excited we should raid everybody should raid and that coincides with final fantasy 8 remaster coming out yeah. <laughs> um this is something i want to bring mitch in though so because of the wild refugees Shadowbringers has had a huge massive marketing campaign they had a commercial with 
Tom Holland and Spider-Man. They basically took out all the ads in Times Square. Apparently, they're all over the place in London. Like they're doing a hard push to get those people, and I think they're I think they're doing a good job. What do you guys think about that? I don't know what their I, subscribers numbers are, but I know that like before it came out, I thought they were hitting record numbers for their games. So I'm curious what they are now. Do they publish their subscribers? They don't. They, they publish but, their uh, accounts. Act, they publish like how many accounts have been created, basically. Okay. And I think they got to 16 million accounts that have been created, and like two million, and like two million subscribers prior to Shadowbringers. I think is probably what they had active accounts. Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of money that is. Uh, easy up front because of all the wow refugees and everything like that but i don't think it's going to be sustainable not because i don't think it's a good game but i think it's a final fantasy is a targeted game and if you don't like final fantasy games then you're not going to like this game right and so like if you are leaving another mmo like world of warcraft going over to final fantasy expecting final fantasy to be another world of warcraft it's not and you're going to be disappointed. So interesting you say that, though. Anecdotal, but the guild I'm in, I'm the only one that knows anything about Final Fantasy. Yeah, because I mean, people want people people want stuff to play, right? And so they'll play it, but that doesn't because they play it now because they have nothing else to play doesn't mean that they're going to have long time players. So right? well, my, my, I didn't get to finish. They don't know anything about previous Final Fantasies. They were brought in from World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy and became Final Fantasy fans. So sure. when I was when I was telling my guild about, oh my God, you guys know the Bioblaster and Ed- Edgar used to do this. They're like, who the fuck is Edgar? What are you talking about? Or, you know, I would tell them, uh, I'd be like, isn't it sweet that the female, at the, at the female gunbreaker has lightning stance and the, the male gunbreaker, uh, gunbreaker has squalls? And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, if you've never played Final Fantasy before, and you try it and you like it, then, then you know it's good. But if well, you've if, if you've played when, a Final Fantasy before and you don't like Final Fantasy games, then I don't see you liking this game. Is my point, I guess. Does that make sense? Right. My point is, though, it seems like the marketing push is trying to get people to into the 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 game that they've created, not necessarily like the final fantasy brand, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, it's just, it, I think that they're almost, I don't know. It kind of one in the same ish. Yeah. I would definitely say like, like props to them for like the game that they, the game they've made is stands on its own. Yeah. Like it stands on its own. Like, you don't have to know anything about Final Fantasy in order to enjoy it. But also, like, like I would also say, coming from a person, like, it also plays into that you can like Final Fantasy and not actually like MMOs that much and be able to play it, which I think is another huge audience for them. To not just try, uh, not just try to win a bunch of WoW people, but to also be able to win just people who just like Final Fantasy games, you know? Yeah, my point is they're doing a giant marketing push, and I, I wonder yeah. if the WoW refugees have something to do with that. 
Oh, I'm sure. Because they know that there's a lot of people who are unhappy, unhappy with WoW. So why, why not? I'm sure there'll be a pl- bunny, plenty of people that'll try it. And then they'll be like, what? I have to, I have to go through 120 hours of story in order to get to the stuff to play with my friends. And they'll, then they'll either pay the 50 bucks or they'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super happy with it. Um, I will probably be playing it throughout the summer. Well, what do you think? Uh, I think, I think final fantasy if its patches are good, will keep me occupied and ignore all of Epic's taking away my games. Yep. How often do they come out with patches? Like every, every two three. months. Every two, three months. Okay. Like usually pretty, they've been like on a pretty like consistent patching schedule since the game relaunch, since two point right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Honestly, that in and of itself is sort of impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, Usually they do a new raid tier. um, And unlike, well, like World of Warcraft probably has more variety in their raids in the sense it's like a different dungeon where they just add another wing of the primary raid. But the primary raid, I think, has more, will probably have more cohesive lore. So, like, WoW will have, like, had. we had to fight Gahoon. That was his own dungeon, and you got the uh, the one where the newer one where you are fighting in Zalalor. And I'm not saying those are bad at all. I'm just saying that's how they do things. Whereas Final Fantasy has one primary dungeon and one primary alliance dungeon, and they just build upon that per patch on that kind of stuff. Then they add new dungeons, um, new main story quests, and other features like beast tribe quests. Um, Sometimes they even throw a fucking character in there. Like the blue mage was not an expansion thing. They just kind of, Hey, here's a blue mage. Um, in realm reborn, it just gave us ninja before heaven swore. Like here, have a ninja. Like they're not, they're not above throwing jobs as a patch instead of an expansion feature. My guess, one of the main things that'll come as a patch would be the female version of the lion race and the male version of the bunnies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we were me and Tim were in the main story uh, queue or whatever, and Tim was just like, "What? Well, getting the ma- getting the magic tech bunnies? Like, there's like a million <laughs> rabbits." Yeah, <laughs> so many people are bunnies in there, man. Yeah, it was so, so funny. many bunnies everywhere. But hey, at least you could be a bunny right away. You don't have to grind for it. So yeah, or you can pay ten dollars and switch your current character into a bunny. Yep. If you're into or, that sort or of thing. Or a lion. Hey, can you switch that with a Fantasia potion? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have two of those saved up. Nice. You could be you can, a bunny. You could be a Instead bunny. Of a cat. I could be a bunny. You can join the bunny army. There's so many of them. There you go. There are so many bunnies. That's pretty Not funny. Not that many lions. I haven't oh, seen that many lions. The funniest bunny. I was uh, leveling up my machinist, and I went into, I think it was the 73 dungeon in Ilmeg with a bunny, uh, a, a Viera gunbreaker called Gun Bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. My favorite thing about it is that the, the new job quest, like if you go into like the leveling, like Heaven mm-hmm. on High, you just play with all dancers and gunbreakers. Yeah. 
uh, I went. I was in a having on a high when I was leveling up my red mage. Three gunbreakers, all wearing squall, squall cosplays with the squall gun, a collector's edition gunblade. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> these they're all dif- they were all different races too, which was hilarious. Like a cat person, there was the elf and a bunny. <laughs> Oh, that's freaking funny. Um, so yeah. Wow's got uh the fox people and we got bunnies. So there you go. I mean they already had the cats, which is pretty sweet, but now you got bunnies, so that's pretty cool too. Or lion people. Yeah. So and the girl lion could be pretty cool. I want to be a Moogle. Okay. <laughs> Can't you get like a piece of glamour that makes you look like a moogle? You can get a moogle suit, but I want to be like a f- small floating moogle. That'd be pretty sweet. Like a Lalafell size moogle. It'd be the, the biggest troll class or race. Right? Fucking Lalafells. <laughs> yeah. So, if you like, if you like the game comment and subscribe and press the like button if you don't like the game comment if, subscribe and if press you like, the like wow button. if you like wow hit the dislike button it's still engagement <laughs> of course we're only yeah. talking about youtube um also you could leave us a review you could tell me why wow is superior and then rate it one and i'll respond that you suck but i still love you just like mitch i'm just kidding it's a joke <laughs> I feel so hurt right now and attacked. It's because it's because of when we were all playing Final Fantasy, Mitch was playing eight point two and classic. I was playing I was playing Final Fantasy two or as well, but then I went on vacation and so <laughs> Yeah. And then everyone got ahead of me. And so now now what's the point? <laughs> now you gotta do well, it. You all you play... have to do is play a sweet ass story and then you're already caught up. Yeah, I know that's true. As far as stories goes, like this is this expansion could be its own standalone Final Fantasy game in my mind. That's, that's what I that's what I was kind of saying like it it could it is a game in and of itself. Like if you only had that story as a Final Fantasy game it'd be very good. It'd be worth 50, $60 in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Play it. Yeah. Play the game. Join us. Don't go to Gilgamesh. The queue time suck. <laughs> you won't be able to get in anyway. Don't do it. Get out. Go go to Crystal. Go to the Crystal Data Center. They got plenty of room. Piece of shit. Oh yeah. Bye bye now. Goodbye. Okay,